there's a connection between resilience and the true sense of what confidence is. People usually speak about confidence like it's an emotion. Confidence is fuel. It's not like a, I mean, it, it, it's a, it hits like a feeling. It is fuel. Like I, I trust myself and I have to also lead myself. There's times in which I am feeling and being the person I want to be and it doesn't feel like I need confidence because I am confident it's happening. And so then I have to lead myself and call myself, call all my lesser angels to the table or get over whatever I'm going through and de-signify what I'm using to justify my lack of engagement. I have to trust my best self to pull my best self to the table even when I don't show up like that a majority of the time. Have you ever said these four words to yourself? I want more confidence. If so, then this conversation is for you. Hello, my friends. My name is Chad, and this is the Naked Leadership Podcast, high-stakes conversations for relentless company founders, where my co-hosts and I have over six decades of combined experience in leadership coaching, and this podcast is where we explore it all. There's no conversation too risky. This week, Adrian, Dan, and I sit down to talk about confidence. So many leaders believe that if only they had more confidence, people would want to follow them, they would make a greater impact, and others would see them as successful. We're here to pour some water on that fire. There's a very important distinction between confidence and courage, and just understanding that distinction can change everything for you. In this conversation, we explore what most of us are looking for when we say we want more confidence, and we talk about how to step into what's really needed to make the impact we know we were born to make. So my friends, have a listen and then pass it around at the water cooler. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Uh, you know, it, I hear this statement so often. I want more confidence. I need uh-huh. more confidence. Uh, as it, you, you know, typically, I mean, topically for this podcast, as it relates to leading a team, to making decisions, to being on an executive board, I just need, all I need is more confidence. If I had more confidence, man, life Life would be great. We'd get we'd get shit done. Uh, when I hear when it, when I say that, what do you guys hear? I have a question I always ask when somebody says that because I ask them, well, "What do you mean, confidence? Like, what do you mean? If you like, if you had it, what is it? How do you know if you got it? How do you know you don't got it? Well, so if, if I you, if I had it, I'd be willing to say what I what I want to really say." Yeah. Well, is that confidence or courage? That's, That's right. That's a good it's question. Good. Yeah, because you might have confidence because you have your own opinion. You're just not expressing it. That's courage. There's another. Right. There's also another C that comes into this that I think a lot of people are talking about when they say confidence or the experience of confidence. Commitment. Comfortable. Okay. I'm not comfortable. Yeah. Well, that would go with courage, right? Because I'm nervous. I'm afraid I could be exposed. That's the last thing I want. That's right. Yeah, on one of the coaching calls that we've been recording. It, by the way, if you if you haven't heard those, go check them out. They're that we were having such great conversations recording these co- these coaching calls and, and publishing them on the podcast. The first one, yeah, yeah. There's there's one or two up by the time this one publishes. Oh, great, great. Yeah. So I know one that's been published, and you know the the person you're working with. The, she brought this up. She said, I, "I want, I want to be more confident in my role, or sorry, I want to be more comfortable." Yeah, in my and, role. yeah, in my role. And and you had a really great conversation with her about the difference between confidence, comfort, and courage. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so that was a great conversation. I mean, I enjoyed it. There was so much more I wanted to get into, but I couldn't, you know, like I would chunk that down over a series of next the next four or five calls because that's so much breadth in the relationship that she had at work. Yeah. You think about it, confidence slash courage, what, whatever that is. What, it's one of, you know, it's like, well, let's define confidence. It means with trust. Man. That's all it means. A confident, confide from Latin, with trust. Yep. So, you know, if I have an opinion, I obviously trust myself about something. I'm yep. probably confident about it. And I'm afraid to speak my opinion because I'm, I'm afraid of the impact or consequences of doing so. That's mm-hmm. different, right? The, at least I'm just speaking from my own experience that there are times in my life where I've been confident about my opinion and didn't speak it because I was a coward about the, what would come back. And so not speaking it makes it a lie. Yay. And I I remember, you know, I've impacted organizations I've led by doing that and hurt people and unwittingly because I'm so busy protecting myself I protect them. I protect myself from what they might do. Meanwhile, I set them up. You know, I'm lying. I'm going along tacitly agreeing and saying I don't have the confidence when really it's I'm a coward. I'm, yeah. You know, at that point, I'm afraid to risk whatever I'm getting from them. I'm yeah. afraid to risk the disapproval or maybe the exclusion of what I'd like to be involved in or there's some relationship I derive something from that. If I speak it, it might go at stake, you know? Yeah. This this is why, at least for me principally, you know, leadership is always an inside game. Meaning when I, people think they see leadership happening, it's what somebody's doing with another, with a group of people. And that person's quote unquote leading. Um, that you're seeing fruit of work they're doing internally. If you see them leading well, you're seeing the fruit of them leading themselves really internally, internally very yeah. well. And yeah. I mean, I was on one of my, sometimes I rant in the car and I record them and I was ranting in the car the other day around the, the inseparableness or the, the uh, relationship between resilience and honesty. And the, the oh, point yeah. of it, the point w- of it was I like, I was just thinking about why we don't tell the truth. Why do we not tell the truth? And this connects to confidence in several ways. Why do I not tell the truth? Well, it's because I don't, uh, because I am not resilient. Meaning that I don't believe that once I express what's true or, or go out and put myself out there, that I will be able to sustain the self that I want to be. And so I don't have confidence. I don't have belief in, faith in, trust in that I am who I am. And I will, even if I'm pummeled to the ground, if I'm fully disintegrated, I, I, I'm standing with a belief that I will be the disintegration, not the one that c- continues to reconstitute myself, which is resilience, right? I come back from a hard time. I come back, I overcome adversity. I can take a shit ton of heat. If I believe that about myself, then with that comes an honest lifestyle. If I don't believe that about myself and I, and I haven't generated the internal scaffolding of self, then I can't afford honesty. Yeah, if you're not because integrated. If you're not integrated and don't know how to reintegrate over yep. time, you know, yeah, like bring, like bring it on. I'm just going to let this be so. And I believe in myself so much. I have confidence in myself that I will be able to take on whatever storms come, whatever opinion, whatever gossip comes. I am right here, and I will. Maybe I'll be pummeled, and I'll put myself back together. 
Well, uh, and, and that comes from the confusion that I am who you think I am. You, you, your approval. If you don't approve of me, I'm nothing. Right. Uh, or I'm I'm wrong, bad, or broken, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 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 that. I mean, it takes courage to do that because that's how you that's yeah. how you get reintegrated. Is you find out right. what's not hitting what's not getting across. Right. And how come? And what's it going to take? And but it, yes. if you think about it. How often do I get? How often do you? Does a, if you're listening to this, how often do you confuse who you are, confidently who you are, with who other people think you are, and how you know you're confident is that you withhold, and later on you stand on your opinion like, why didn't you listen to me when you said nothing really, and yes. you waited till they failed. I, I'm just, of course, confessing this, not. Pointing the finger at anybody. You're not I, talking about me. You're not. Yeah. You're not talking about me. I've Listen, done this. Man, just use my and name, you pussy. This oh. is my... <laughs> just say the truth, Dan. That's right. <laughs> I wish uh, it probably is there, but I I'm so busy governing myself. Or like, let's not do this. But you know, it, it, it's I've done it. I've confessed it. I'm confessing it. I've done it, and it's what? hurt not only me, but it's hurt other people. Yeah, and that's part of what helps me keep my head around it because I've seen. The damage it can do, and and if I get unconscious about it, if I stop being vigilant about the difference between my courage and my confidence, because I discovered I was very confident, because when it, things didn't work, I spoke up because I could make somebody wrong. Uh-huh. So I was confident. I just didn't have the courage to take the risk when we first started the project. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And You know, the other so, moment that... Go ahead. Adrian, I was just going to make sure that I understood what you were talking about. And then, Dan, yours tacks on to the back end of this. So to for clarity's sake, so the you said the reason people don't tell the truth, uh, I, I'm, me paraphrasing how what I'm hearing is like the reason people don't tell the truth is because they're not sure they can deal with the aftermath of the truth. Like they're not going to come, they they might not be able to come back with what's what happens after the truth is is revealed. So how that might play out is if I have some sort of complaint with you, Adrian, and I withhold it, I don't tell you what that is because mm-hmm. I'm not confident or I'm not, I don't trust that we could come back from that. Is that? Yeah. I think people would say it that way. They don't think they can, uh, or, or I would say they're unwilling to do what it takes sure. to come back, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. That's why, why I think this, um, there's a connection between resilience and mm-hmm. the true sense of what confidence is. People usually speak about confidence like it's an emotion. Um, yeah. Confidence is fuel. It's fuel. It's not like a, I mean, it, it, it's a, it hits like a feeling, um, but it is, it is fuel. Like I, I trust myself and I have to also lead myself. So there's times in which, yeah. there's times in which I am feeling and being the person I want to be and it doesn't feel like I need confidence because I am confident it's happening. There's also times that the moment calls for me to be a certain way and I don't feel that way. And so then I have to lead myself and call myself, call all my lesser angels to the to the table or get over whatever I'm going through and de-signify what I'm using to justify my lack of engagement and I have to call myself in. So like I have to be I am. I have to trust my best self to pull my best self to the table, even when I don't show up like that a majority of the time. Yeah, 
Yeah. You got to take courage. Yeah. Yeah. I used to always early, early when I was, when I was early in coaching, I would, I would make this distinction between courage and, and confidence. And I would, I, I wouldn't even entertain really the, the confidence conversation just because it's mm. usually people relate to it like an emotional state. Um, and it's just some other, like, it's like happiness. Like I just want to feel happy and feel, or feel at peace, whatever the emotional, whatever the, the mood is that people want to worship and think that once I'm in that mood, then my life will be the way that it wants to. I would just always point out that confidence is a very historically, typically a very historically driven conversation. It's a, I am because, and I look back and have all this proof and blah, blah, blah. Well, you, yes. I am and, because it's, it's, it's a problem for sure. Right on, right on. But that's actually how we relate. Like, if this happened, then I would be confident, right? It's, it is the Freudian etiological view. Instead of courage, which is, is always forward-leaning, I, I must because, like I will because, and I've got a vision that's calling me into the vulnerability and the transformation that's necessary. So confidence yeah. looks historical, courage looks future. Yeah, Man. I must because this future is at stake. Right on, Versus right on. I have to because this happened to me. Right on. Right and on. I'm victimized by what happened to me. Yeah. Versus, I'm being called into this because whoop, this future is at stake, and I, I'm going to move because I'm going to stand and have this turn out. Yeah. But well, people don't usually ask themselves what their relationship with themselves is. Hmm. And 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 I remember distinctly, Dan. I was in one of your trainings. This is but whenever we were working together at the foundation. Oh yeah. And we used to do a three day training. Um, I think it was in that one. I'm just, anyway, the, the uh, discovery. And our, uh, yeah, it might have been that, but I think no, it was the the revenant. But yeah, anyway, in, no. Anyway, the point is that I remember there was a countdown. I think it was discovery. Anyway, um, I remember there was some. There was a list we had made, and uh, you were counting. You were counting, and the question was how many promises you've broken to yourself. Yeah. And I, it nailed me for the first time, like it seemed like it was the first time that I was actually, yeah, that I was actually paying attention to how many times I had lied to myself and I had not been the guy that had kept my own word to myself and being stricken by, of course I live my life as a chameleon because I'm no one to me. Like, I don't treat myself with the level of dignity and respect that I would expect other people, you know, and my, I had broken very few re- promises in the exercise. The distinction was I had done a quote unquote better job at keeping my word to others, but keeping my word to myself was of lower value to myself. And, yeah. and, and that, and if I'm not keeping my word to myself, then I will naturally have less confidence because I don't trust me because I am uh-huh. not a good friend to me i'm not a guy that i can lean on i don't show up for me and then i act like i want some kind of you know boost you know wind at my back and that's going to compensate for the lack of accounting i have with myself instead of like hold on why do i not treat myself with the dignity and respect that i would i would expect anyone else to treat me with and that's why this is like a long good look in the mirror if you want to solve the confidence yeah. issue, you better you better solve the issue of how much honor dignity you treat yourself with. It goes it's, it's kind of what Peterson says. Jo- Jordan Peterson says, "Treat yourself like somebody you care about." <laughs> I know Jordan. Jordan. Jordan quotes me a lot. I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I, respect I, I, that I, about I've him. been to Melinda and asked him to please stop or 
We're going to ask. <laughs> I know. Cease and we desist. want a little kickback. Yeah. Come on, Jordan. Cease Get and some desist. Ideas. You're brilliant. Please. <laughs> I'm, it's interesting. I'm listening to you guys and I'm, I'm noticing a, um, an opportunity for a, a more robust conversation in my coaching with clients, which is really mm. great. This is really awesome. Um, you know, typically when my clients come to me and talk about this issue of confidence, um, I've, I've been willing to dive into the confidence conversation and I, and I'm noticing that probably the courage, the courage conversation is, is missing in, at least in inspecting if they are paying attention to the distinction there and the difference that that can make. Right. Because, um, just like you're talking about Adrian, oftentimes in my conversation with clients, my go-to is, well, what commitments are you breaking to yourself? Where are you not showing up for yourself? If you want the experience of confidence, if you want to create it, you must be keeping or, or paying attention to the, the uh, commitments that you're keeping or breaking with yourself because you don't trust yourself. Now, yeah. Yeah. I'm noticing though that probably a lot of these people don't have that distinction between confidence and courage and what they're no. really asking or what they're really noticing is that they don't have courage. And yes. that's where I've missed it. Life is not fair. It's what you negotiate. Let me say that one more time. Life is not fair. It's what you negotiate. Now, that's an interesting thought. If that's true, it means that everything you have in life right now, the possessions, the relationships, the fitness, the mindset, are all a product of your negotiations with others and yourself. And if that's true, wouldn't you want to be very clear on how you negotiate what's effective and what's ineffective, what your strengths are and what your blind spots are. It is, after all, producing all the results in your life. So here's the deal. We put together a 15-question quiz that you can take in five minutes or less and find out exactly what your negotiation style is. The results of this quiz will give you insight into your strengths and blind spots in negotiation. It will also give you insight in how you can accentuate those strengths or compensate for the blind spots. Think for just one second with me all of the conversations you're having in your life. Think about compensation or advancement conversations with people on your team, discussing financial decisions with a partner, or just getting your kids to get their damn shoes on so that you can leave the house. All of these conversations are negotiations. This simple yet powerful tool has the potential to reinvent the way you get what you want in every aspect of life. Go to negotiation.takenewground.com right now or click the link in the description of this episode and find out what negotiation style you embody. You can thank us later. Now back to the show. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would just, I just, you, you, you just illuminated a meta conversation as well, which is if you want to have confidence, it's like the dependent. You must be courageous because if I'm not presenting where I'm at, really, if I'm not speaking where I'm at, I don't know where I'm at. So I don't have the power to move forward because I really am unsure what's available based on where I'm at. And if I yep. speak it courageously, I find out where I'm at with you and I can make adjustments. Yes. Right. So now I could become both confident, more confident and courageous in the process, but it's a dynamic. It's, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, they, I was going to work second on each other. 
Yeah. Well, as you were talking, Chad, I was just writing down, and I think this is true. Confidence without courage is arrogance. And courage without confidence is adventure. Or, yeah, courage without confidence, yeah. Or courage, courage without, without confidence. Com- like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, not knowing if I can pull it off. Yeah. I'm going to go, not knowing how it's going to work out. I'm going to go. But you know why? Because I go. That's what I do. I go. And I go figure it out. And that's adventure. That's risk. That's venturing. And that's thrilling. I mean, it's frightening. Uh, but that's why it's thrilling. That's why it's it's adventure. Right. Yeah, it's also confidence because you're you're saying, I'm going to figure it out. Right, I'm right. You trust in yourself that you're going to figure trust it right. out. Trust in yourself, figure it out. That's I because you'll know, have people say, "Well, you're just too confident." Well, am I too confident? Am I being cavalier? Maybe I'm being cavalier. I maybe have a thought about the implications of what I'm being confident about, but my confidence is usually not about the outcome. It's about the fact that I'm going to be able to find myself, find the way through my mistakes to what yeah. I ultimately am aiming at. I think. Yeah. Like, I, I guess yep. it's I, I guess it's it is okay if you have courage and you move forward it is confidence but it's confidence in one domain which is it's confidence yeah. in me yeah. I don't yeah. have confidence I don't have confidence or trust or know the, what somebody else is going to do or what's going to happen in the situation so you get yeah. one out of three and that's all you or need or what the environment's going to do or, or know, what the environment's going to do or anything out there I I don't know yeah. but I do get one I get one I was like I I'm going to move forward based on my own convictions and I know who I'll be even after, you know, the falling or whatever doesn't work out after that, I know who I'm going to be. That's really all you need in order to go live, you know, vital. What? So to the, to the founders, I got some for the founders, (laughs) you know, you may have somebody on your team who doesn't seem confident. Like they're not, they're not speaking up. They're not taking hold of what they're committed to. They're not owning their mantle. And you think that they're not confident. I've experienced that. And I have found that many times, many times, they're confident. They're just wussies. They don't want to speak what they think. And what they're probably thinking is, I can do this better than you. I know what to do that you're not doing. And I'm afraid to tell you because I don't want your wrath or I don't want the challenge or I don't want to be exposed or I don't want to fail. It could be a million things. Yes. But they're going to go along with you till you fail. Then they're going to tell you, I told you so. Right. And they're, they're I'm, it's like, and I, huh. that's just the leader not willing to see or distinguish between is this person really there because they can believe they could do something and that they're committed to it? Or are they there because they're looking for the opportunity to be right? Right. And, yes. And I have found that most of the time they're very confident in their opinion. They're just not telling you, what an asshole you yes. are in their mind. Right on. Right on. That's right? interesting. Like that, and, this, and if you can get this that is, thing on the table, then you could, those guys could be really great allies if you could be okay with having those conversations. Right Right on. And this is the distinction. I mean, usually when you say the word arrogant, you think about somebody that's really brash. But there's, yeah. there's, but that's not, that's not the most common form of arrogance. The most common form of arrogance is withholding. Yeah, right on. Which you've perfectly described. Like, I know what's right. I'm not even going to honor this person or the situation of the future enough to speak what's right. I'm going to withhold to myself for myself to go prove myself right. And that's as arrogant as the guy that walks in the room with, you know, all the answers. With all, with, with all the answers. Yeah. I've been both of those guys. Yep. Yep. I'm flexible. I'm being that right now. 
Just kidding. <laughs> oh, like, well, well, shit, I could be the answer man or I can. So uh, just tell me what to do. <laughs> exactly. Find a job. Find a job. <laughs> no, this is, I think this is great. This I've gotten so much out of this, just this distinction uh, between courageous and We and beat com- it up pretty good. We beat that thing every, see which way to Sunday. Yeah, every which yep. way to Sunday. Yep. Any any final thoughts? Well, so many. I'd actually just I. That's what draw people in introspection. Um, yeah. The. Um, usually, what pains a team, part of the part of the pain of the team anyway, is the unwillingness for things to be uncomfortable. And the lack of the lack of courage in the conversations, and uh, the the uh, the invisible diminishing resource, which is people's courageous action and courageous speaking. And you only get to that if you set the game up where all in is the standard. That's the only way to get to it. Is like to set yeah. a standard high, and as a leader, for you to be all in. And there's a lot of I don't know, in kind of the namby-pamby version of culture we have these days where like where people's sensitivity is worshipped. As leaders, people are holding back because they don't want to step on so many people's toes. Um, and I would invite people not to do that. I mean, there are ways in which to speak about really crucial, sensitive issues with love and with care and concern um, uh, that, that need to be exercised. Otherwise, you're just throwing away money and you're throwing away potential and you throw away time and you're throwing away your life and you're going to have to be full of complaints. So whatever it takes to really increase the all endedness which for you as a leader, do not ask your people to do what you're not doing. So if there are conversations you're not having due to your lack of courage and you're dressing it up like being polite, stop doing that. Stop mm-hmm. giving yourself credit for how nice you are because it's not really serving anybody except for yourself. So come on out yep. of the cave and go have the conversations you need to have. Um, but you won't do that until you trust yourself to be able to handle what's there. Mine is simple. It, it, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Right. If you want to make something new, it's got to get worse before new comes. And certain yep. things have to die. And if I'm not willing to live in the gravity of that reality... I'm probably going to be making up stories to be okay with the way things have always been or having yeah. more of what I say I don't want. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think to act courageously, I don't know that it requires it, but it's certainly my experience <laughs> that it results in some failure. Yeah. Some missteps. Well, when I was mistakes, training, some when looking I tra- like a fool. Yeah. I train trainers, you know, and they'll go, oh, this is getting intense. And I always say, it's going to get worse. It's got to get worse before it can get better. They don't. Yep. 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 Sure. That's why I was, yep. uh, Adrian, you caught me laughing earlier because I was, yep. I don't know why this came to mind, but immediately I'll just share it for kind of a random thought. <laughs> but like you guys, we were talking about courage and trust in self and all that sort of stuff. And I think about my experience in the Revenant in about, you know, late day two and all of my trust is in Dan. 
I have so much confidence in Dan in that I'm moment. Going, I'm out there going, what the fuck have I gotten myself in? <laughs> I think I have to go to the bathroom. Excuse me. Sad, take it. <laughs> and it's just so it's just so funny to me when we talk about like confidence and courage and that mm-hmm. experience and and even you know that it, it is um there's an interesting experience of having that level of confidence in somebody even when you talk about it Danny when you say I don't I don't know I don't know where this is going I don't know what it's going to take I don't know what it needs at this moment I still have that even increases my trust and confidence right on. in you right on and- <laughs> Right I on. just know if I stay in it long enough, I will figure it out if you'll stay with me. Yep. Yeah. How yeah, can I, I be I, in this I, in a way that challenges and invites at the same time? So many conversations like this with clients in the last week where it's like, I don't know is a wonderful opening. Wonderful. It sure is. And you build trust. This is how you build trust. People, by the way, leader, if you haven't taken action, they know you don't know. They know. Yeah. And they're just waiting for you to be humble enough to claim it. And once you claim it, people get closer. It's not, I mean, well, people, the, we live We live in our worst fears of ourselves. Like, I need to act like I have all the answers, which is stupid, meaning like it doesn't work. Because, and it, uh-huh. we know it's not true anyway, but we act as if, if I give the appearance of having all the answers, that people are going to like follow me. And if the, actually the inverse of that happens because it comes off as arrogance, because like you're the emperor with no clothes. So claim your nakedness and hey, I don't know, but I'm here to really solve this with you right now and it calls people to the table and i'm committed to resolving it you know if you think about it there is no confidence without doubt that's great that's a paradox it's a power like if i can't doubt i really am not confident because it's in the doubt it takes confidence to enter the doubt to see what's wanted and needed for things to fall apart and still have the confidence or the trust that standing in it will order it i'll find it yeah i spent i spent some time probably about 10 minutes with a guy this week on the phone. And we we're just talking about tee ups to this conversation, which, which linguistically it was like a way to like jump, you know, to like, what yeah, do like I need platform. to say? Yeah. Like when yeah. I, when I'm in a meeting with somebody and I need to share my insecurities, I need to share my unpackaged thoughts. I need to share all this. What do I say that gets that started before my fear takes over? Like a phrase hey. like, Hey, I don't know how to talk about this, but I know we need to. And bam. Yeah. Or hey, here's some yeah. here's a really sloppy idea. I know it's sloppy, but I need your help with it. Bam. Like, hey, I don't have resolution for this, and I don't even know what to do with it yet, but I need to get it off my mic. Can I share something with you? Bam. And all of a sudden you jumped. You've jumped. Yeah. And that's the hard part is to, you know, if you're cliff jumping, that's the hard part is that first jump. Otherwise, you know, hey, it all takes care of itself. But you know, it's like the So it, it practicing some tee ups. That will Malik, set yourself Malik. up. That's right. That's right. Malik. That's right. Be a night. That's great. That'd be a great. That'd be a great video or or document well, to have this, to have some of those compiled. You yeah. Should read uh, either. You should read um, Fear and Trembling. Kierkegaard talks about nights of faith, and that's it. It's like going to make the first leap, and then the rest is you. It's fate. You're well. You're uh-huh. in now. You're, yeah, in. you're yeah. in, and you think whatever comes up. Yep. <laughs> All right, yep. my friends, take the leap. Good to be with y'all. Ciao. Thanks, gentlemen. Bye-bye, everybody. Well, my friends, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Naked Leadership Podcast. As a heads up, every Friday we post a Cliff Notes version of that week's conversation with all the highlights in under five minutes. 
Check that out for a quick and powerful reminder of the principles discussed. I hope this conversation has been valuable to you. If it has, the greatest compliment you could pay us is sharing it with somebody who could use it. Thanks so much for listening. And until next week, bye-bye everybody. 